Hello and welcome back to Warrior's Dispatch, your inside look at modern warfare and security contracting trends around the world. I'm Scott Salzman, and in this edition, I'll put the focus on major geopolitical hotspots that currently have private military companies operating in the shadows. I'll also talk about some recent news involving one of the biggest PMCs in the world. I'm excited about this one. So we'll be looking at the roles that contractors are playing in active or frozen conflicts from Ukraine to the South China Sea and beyond. By following the movements of private security firms, we gain insights into the strategic goals of state actors engaged in these regional disputes. The presence of contractors reveals what nations seek to protect in turbulent zones. So join me as we go inside the details on some volatile situations that could flare up at any time. In the world of private military contracting, business is booming wherever political conflict exists. For good or ill, I'll break down where some of these modern-day mercenaries are active. Let's start with the biggest and hottest hotspot currently. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began in February 2022, The paramilitary Wagner Group has been heavily involved in fighting on the Russian side. This private military company, linked to Putin ally Yevgeny Prigozhin, first emerged during Russia's 2014 annexation of Crimea. In the current conflict, Wagner contractors have been integrated with Russian regular forces for operations in the Donbass and brutal fighting over cities like Bakhmut. Wagner employs experienced veterans and provides offensive strike capabilities and urban warfare expertise. Their merciless tactics have led to accusations of war crimes. They're not great guys. Ukraine alleges there are up to 10,000 Wagner contractors supporting Russia's faltering war effort. Their deployment allows Russia to conceal its true casualty figures. Wagner secures key gas and mineral assets for the Kremlin as territory is seized. They also conduct assassination missions, intimidation, and propaganda activities. Looking at Wagner's wide-ranging role reveals Russia's indirect strategy and interests in Ukraine. Russia's reliance on deniable mercenaries gives Putin flexibility as the war drags on, but their growing power also risks blowback in the long term. Recently, in late June 2023, as I was starting my Alaska cruise with my family, hundreds of Wagner contractors abruptly left their bases in Ukraine and marched toward Moscow after their leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, reportedly had a falling out with senior Russian defense officials. Then they fled to Belarus. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner Group, was presumably killed this week in a plane crash, along with Dmitry Utkin, one of Wagner's founders, and allegedly several other Wagner or Russian military officials. Um, So it's been a crazy week. My favorite pet theory is that Prigozhin faked his death, but I admit that's highly unlikely. If he's actually deceased, and it looks like he probably is because I saw a report today that uh, Russia claims that they, they confirmed that, that the DNA they found in the, um, in the remains that they found from this plane crash 
they actually did find his DNA. So this would represent a major development in the ongoing, ongoing turmoil and leadership changes within Wagner's ranks. However, given the lack of official confirmation so far, well, I guess we got some official confirmation today, but you know, it's Russia, so take it with a grain of salt. So some skepticism is prudent around the veracity of these plane crash and death claims. I'm going to keep close watch for more definitive information or statements surrounding Prigozhin's status and the alleged plane incident. Multiple unverified claims swirling around Wagner reflect the opacity and the uncertainty that still surrounds this prominent private military contractor. Elsewhere in the world, of course, tensions have been escalating between China and Taiwan as China ramps up military pressure and threats of invasion. Taiwan's strategic importance and dominance of semiconductor manufacturing make it a prime geopolitical flashpoint. To reinforce Taiwan's defenses, the U.S. and allies have been supplying arms and dispatching military advisors. Additionally, reports indicate thousands of Western private contractors are operating secretly in Taiwan to bolster its readiness. These contractors are training Taiwanese forces in asymmetric warfare to counter a Chinese invasion. By helping to coordinate resistance plans, they aim to harden infrastructure and enable protracted, decentralized fighting if China seizes ground. Surveillance and cybersecurity contractors also secure critical infrastructure in Taiwan, like power plants, to maintain essential functions if they come under attack. Their goal is deterrence through denial, making the conquest of Taiwan extremely costly to China. Now, while the details are scarce, the presence of contractors highlights Western stakes in fortifying Taiwan and complicating Chinese objectives. Their efforts increase the risks for China and at the same time reduce the need for direct involvement by the U.S. and allied forces. China also uses contractors. Uh, they use them to reinforce territorial claims on disputed islands. And U.S. contractors monitor this whole tense situation. So that's China and Taiwan. Now let's turn to the Horn of Africa. This has been a key strategic area for Western security firms and naval contractors in particular for many years now. Somalia's ongoing instability from piracy a decade ago to Al-Shabaab militants in more recent years make it a dangerous operating environment. More than a decade ago, when piracy was a big issue, contractors offered armed escort vessels, intelligence support, and contingency planning to protect client ships and personnel and mitigate kidnapping and hijacking risks. Firms like Heart Security provided comprehensive anti-piracy services. In the Red Sea, contractors maintained surveillance to monitor Iranian weapons smuggling to Yemen that contravened the embargoes that were in place. Their presence acted as a deterrent to shipment interdiction. And at critical choke points like uh, the Bab el-Mandeb Strait, naval contractors have provided protection services and have reinforced defenses for partner nations. Keeping the sea lanes open preserves trade and projects power. 
The extensive use of contractors in maritime security roles throughout the region demonstrates Western commercial and military interests in the Horn of Africa. Managing threats in this volatile zone relies heavily on private manpower. Incidents of piracy and hijacking off the coast of Somalia have declined significantly in recent years due to increased security efforts. And while private maritime security firms like Heart Security played a major role in providing armed deterrence and protective services from 2000 to 2012 at the height of Somali piracy, their presence and activity has also scaled down as the threat has diminished. However, some risks remain from piracy resurgence or spillover from instability in in Yemen and the Gulf of Aden. Contractors, therefore, still offer advisory services and contingency planning, but full-scale armed deterrence operations are reduced since the situation has stabilized. Now, if we analyze all these global hotspots together, we can discern some clear interests and objectives of the major powers using PMCs to project influence. So we, we talked about Russia. Russia does rely on Wagner's semi-deniable forces to secure territorial gains in Ukraine while concealing their true military losses. Their willingness to act ruthlessly gives Russia more flexibility despite their military setbacks. In Taiwan, the U.S. and their allies aim to harden defenses and prepare resistance to delay and blunt any potential Chinese invasion. And their contractors act as force multipliers. Um, And then securing choke points and shipping lanes in the Horn of Africa serves Western commercial and military interests in keeping vital sea lanes open and maintaining regional dominance. The use of contractors also allows major powers to shore up partner nations fortify assets, and counter rival objectives through surrogate forces that reduce political risks of direct involvement. And deploying private security enables the advancement of national interests while maintaining distance and flexibility if situations deteriorate. Contractors also bring specialized skills to build partner capabilities. Overall, PMCs allow the major powers to exert their influence, and secure advantages cost-effectively across global hotspots. Their interests are furthered through contingency planning, deterrence postures, proxy forces, and targeted security advisory roles. Some other significant global hotspots seeing activity by PMCs include the Middle East, not surprisingly, where contractors continue to provide security operational support, and training to allied governments from Iraq to UAE. Maritime security in the Gulf protects oil and gas interests. In Afghanistan, security firms support the remaining U.S. assets, conducting surveillance, advising local forces against the Taliban, and securing access to rare earth mineral deposits. And then uh, on the other side of the world, here on our side, in in South America, contractors provide ongoing counter-narcotics and border security assistance to nations like Colombia and Brazil that are combating trafficking. And in many parts of Africa, contractors are advising local militaries, fighting extremists from Mozambique to Mali, reinforcing counter-terrorism efforts by Western powers. 
um, the Kremlin-connected Wagner Group, which I mentioned earlier when talking about Ukraine. Wagner has provided military support and operational assistance to regimes in countries like Mali, Central African Republic, and Libya. Unfortunately, their activities have been linked to human rights abuses, exploitation of resources, and inflaming conflicts. Wagner contractors serve Russian political and economic objectives in Africa through often ruthless means. The Wagner Group has become deeply entrenched across parts of Africa in recent years, serving Russia's foreign policy aims in typically heavy-handed fashion. And now that their leader and their founder are apparently gone for good, that may change. But Wagner's activities in recent years demonstrate how PMCs allow major powers to shape regional disputes through barely-veiled surrogacy. In conclusion, examining where private military firms operate gives us a unique window into global instability. It reveals not just political tensions, but also the economic and strategic interests at play that major powers move to protect through surrogate forces. Russia, China, the United States, and others count on contracting manpower to fortify key footholds. So if you keep your eyes on the wider chessboard and follow the movements of military contractors, you may get a good feel for what's coming next. The conflict zones of today set the stage for the wars of tomorrow. This is Scott Salzman, signing off for now. Stay vigilant out there. <laughs>